welcome to this Martin Bailey Photography Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 5 of the Martin Bailey Photography Podcast, which couldn't be more appropriate as today I'm going to be bringing you a hands-on first impression type uh, review of the new Canon EOS 5D the latest uh, digital SLR offering from Canon. I received my 5D on September the 28th, the day of its release, having ordered it a month previous, uh, following its announcement. I've been waiting for a full-size sensor uh, digital SLR from Canon that are more affordable than the 1DS series uh, for quite some time now. I remember even uh, predicting that it would be called either a 3D or a 5D some years ago when the 10D was released. But the 20D that followed the 10D kind of uh, knocked me back a little, um, and I stopped saying that, but it's uh, turned out to be the one. Um, It wouldn't surprise me if a 3D is going to be on the market at some point in the future. Um, but for now, I'm uh, I'm happy to have received my 5D, and have, I'm having a lot of fun taking it through its paces. Actually, I recall saying in a Canon Japan's uh, online survey that if they released a full-size sensor camera uh, below $4,000, that I would buy it. Um, obviously joking here, but I uh, I kind of feel as though I could hardly go back on my word. But I, I was actually saving for a 1DS professional uh, DSLR, uh, but was probably going to have just about in, enough money to buy one of these by the time the Mark III hit the market. Uh, obviously, Mark III, uh, whatever the, the successor to the Mark II is going to be, uh, I don't know. But I, I was waiting for that. I would still love to own a 1DS, but... Um, at the moment, you know, I'd saved just about enough to buy the 5D and the 24 to 105 millimeter uh, f/4L lens that has been released simultaneously uh, with the 5D. And due to a few other factors that I'll get to shortly, I really just couldn't resist the 5D. Before I get started uh, with the review, I should say that this is not going to be a full technical review of the 5D. Uh, This is going to be really my first impressions, uh, having used it for a few days, and I'll just go through what I consider to be good, what I consider to be not so good um, about this new offering from Canon. If you would like to see some technical reviews Uh, and also other interesting articles, take a look at the podcast notes. I'll include a few links, uh, probably one to the review on dpreview.com and another to Michael Reichman's excellent site, The Luminous Landscape, where you'll find some excellent reviews and other very interesting articles on the 5D. So first, let me explain what I consider to be the merits of the 5D. Uh, Firstly, I feel that I must just state the obvious, uh, but the 5D has a 12.8 million pixel full-size sensor. Uh, Full-size means that there is no crop factor or focal length multiplier to calculate when shooting. 
That is, if you use a 50mm lens, you'll get a 50mm focal length. There's no need to multiply by 1.6, 1.5, 1.3, any of the uh, focal length multipliers that we get with the previous Canon, and I say 1.5, so Nikon uh, digital SLR offerings. Uh, obviously, there are other full-size sensor cameras on the market, but these are all much more expensive and really not the sort of thing that I can afford, um, and well, not easily at least, and probably I would imagine that the majority of the people that don't make a full-time living uh, as a professional photographer would be able to afford either. This, uh, of course, being full size, uh, a full-size sensor, it's great news for wide-angle shots, um, but not quite so good for telephoto, but I'll get to that in the demerits section. Also, at 12.8 million pixels, the image sensor developed especially for the 5D produces amazingly high image quality. The resolution, uh, clarity and contrast in the shots is absolutely amazing. If you are listening to this podcast in iTunes, you'll be able to click through the attached photographs. And at this point, if you take a look at the 7th and 8th photograph that I've attached, uh, you'll see a shot of a white cosmos uh, flower shot at f2.8, which is photo number 711 on my website. And the image that I've attached after that one is actually the center of the flower at 100%. Um, so what you'll be able to do is take a look at that and see exactly what the Canon EOS 5D is producing. Um, I've done no post-processing work whatsoever on this shot, uh, apart from adding a frame and a copyright notice. There's also a very weak Digimark uh, digital watermark added, so those of you with very sharp eyesight may be able to make out just a little bit of additional grain, but I can assure you that that is really exactly as the camera rendered the shot. Uh, I was using picture style set to standard mode, shot in RAW, uh, but I've done no sharpening at all, um, nothing at all. You know, it's basically exactly as the camera rendered the shot. If you don't use iTunes, uh, but would you like you'd like to see the shot anyway, I've uploaded it to my podcast forum at martinbaileyphotography.com, and I'll add a link to the podcast notes. I'm not going to be adding this shot to my regular gallery because it's really just an example image. Uh, it's not a artistically good shot, um, so I don't want to really mix it with the rest of my images. So, putting the excellent image quality aside, another thing that I like is that uh, the battery grip for this camera is a separate module, as with the 10D, 20D, and uh, you know the, the cameras before it. But unlike the professional DSLRs from Canon, uh, such as the 1D series and the 1DS series, which have the the battery grip uh, basically as an integral part of the body, uh, which means that it cannot be detached. So you're pretty much going to be stuck with the camera, the full-size camera, um, for the whole time. For your average sort of 
amateur or semi-pro or whatever that would like to be able to use the camera for more than just professional shoots, it's nice to be able to remove the battery grip. Uh, This is also going to be advantageous when you're entering certain areas, some countries that are maybe not as safe as um, the one that I'm lucky to live in, uh, Japan, or urban areas. You You don't really want to be carrying around a big camera that screams expensive. Uh, you know, being able to take off the grip and have what apparently is just any old uh, SLR um, from a distance at least. Uh, so yeah, it, it's going to have its benefits. Um, I don't want to go into into the reasons, but I would definitely feel safer carrying a smaller camera around in so, some areas. And despite having that uh, that freedom, it's got a full size sensor, so you'll have the best of both worlds. The other thing, of course, I mean, I always buy these uh, battery grips for the Canon digital SLRs simply because it doesn't. It not only gives you double battery life, uh, but you also get the shutter release buttons and other controls um, on the grip. So when you're using the camera vertically, you, you also get to, you know, you, you don't have to sort of stick your elbow out um, to get a, a gripper on the camera at the top or the bottom, if you if you hold with the with the shutter buttons at the bottom uh, in vertical mode. But you know, basically, I, I like being able to use the camera either horizontally or vertical and have the controls in the same place. Another thing that I like about the 5D is the sound of the shutter. Uh, I know this sounds really petty, but the 20D shutter unit was a noisy piece of machinery. I didn't like it from the day I bought it. And not only did I not like it, but I found quite often that wildlife didn't like it either. I would often be trying to capture a bird or other small wildlife. And as I started shooting, uh, the animal would turn and look at me. Uh, which makes for very unnatural shots. And also they'd sometimes fly away or run away. Uh, so it it does make life a little bit difficult. I also found the shutter noise a little bit uh, restricting when shooting environmental portraits. I tend to take environmental portraits from time to time. Um, you know, basically people in their natural environment not posed, uh, you know, just people sitting on park benches and things like this. And basically what I do is I I shoot them from a distance or I pretend not to be shooting them and just take a, f- take a few uh, frames as I'm walking around near them. Um, but they, they don't really notice, people never really notice me doing this with the 10D, which had a much quieter shutter unit, but the 20D the moment i took the first frame they'd look up from their magazine or they'd you know they'd start to notice me much easy uh, much more easily so it kind of inhibited uh, the environmental portraits that i um did quite enjoy taking i'm looking forward to being able to do that again with the 5d one other thing and this is rather than a, a review topic it's really just a small observation uh, but the 5D, probably due to the uh, full-sized mirror, um, has quite a nostalgic uh, sort of sound. It 
kind of reminds me of my old Canon AE-1, which is a, a classic camera. Uh, it, it almost sounds uh, sloppy, you know, it's just, um, it's quite relaxing. Um, it almost puts you into a relaxed shooting mode uh, that I didn't really get with the 20D. Uh, I've I've actually I've panned the 20D a few times here. I do still think it's a, an amazing camera, um, and it's it's the camera that I I took it out with me today. I I will not stop using it, and I do still love the camera. But there were just a few things that annoyed me, and the shutter sound was one of them. Another interesting feature is the RGB histogram. Uh, you can now choose either the standard single, uh, you know, the black and white style histogram, or you can select an RGB histogram. Although I didn't really have much idea about the practical use of this until I got the camera in the field, it really is very useful. For example, I took one practice shot uh, of, it was just some red flowers in the foreground, some green grass and trees in the centre, and a clear blue sky in the background. From the RGB histogram, I could check that the flowers and the grass, uh, the green and the reds were just about perfect, but the blue scale on the histogram was, it had a a slight spike at the right-hand side, uh, obviously indicating that somewhere was blown out. When I looked at the shot, I could see that a portion of the sky was almost white. It would it had blown out um, from blue, and I could tell where to look. I could see what it was because I could see that it was the the blue portion, the blue histogram that had the problem. I then tried the same shot with uh, minus one third exposure compensation, and although the green and the red got a little bit darker, they were still very uh, acceptable, and the sky was now uh, not blown out. So you know some some of the Photographs that I will attach to this podcast will also contain a lot of green and red. Uh, I use the RGB histogram in a similar way while shooting these. Uh, the 5D also has spot metering, which has not been available on any of the Canon DSLRs that I've owned so far. It's basically the center 3.5% of the frame uh, are used to meter the light in the shot. I found this very useful yesterday when taking some high contrast shots uh, of, for example, a brightly lit equinox flower against a dark background. In fact, the this is the first shot that I'm going to attach to the podcast. If you can see the shot on your iPod, uh, this will be the one you'll see. To see the other shots, uh, take a look in iTunes or go to my website, martinbaileyphotography.com and click on the podcast link, and then click on the first thumbnail under episode 5. If you want to jump to the photo by entering the number, this one is 706. uh, 706, that is. Uh, Anyway, uh, to get this shot, uh, I switched to metering mode and took a reading of the flower itself. There was uh, no exposure compensation needed, this is exactly as the 5D metered the shot. I, I found this pretty impressive. Uh, picture style uh, is a new method of choosing how the photograph will be processed within the camera. Uh, kind of like selecting a, a particular film for a type of scene, such as choosing Fujichrome Velvia uh, for landscape shots for its vivid colours. 
I've seen a magazine in Japan, an article in a magazine over here that said that、uh, Canon did not make a direct link、uh, to any type of film, but I think the idea is the same and they tend to agree.、Uh, Canon has also announced the intent to make additional、uh, photo or picture styles available for download from their website very soon.、Uh, the three that I see.、Uh, Place marks for、uh, on Canon's website right now are called Nostalgia, Clear, and Twilight.、Uh, they, they do look very interesting. The color reproduction for the landscape picture style, though, in my mind, is a little bit gaudy.、Um, it might be okay if、uh, there are paler colors in the shot、uh, that need a boost, but I, I found them too strong. Uh, particularly, reds、uh, tend to get blown out very easily if you, if you use the landscape picture style. I would recommend that if you use JPEG、uh, and therefore the effect is going to get burnt into the image, you should experiment a lot before taking shots you might not be able to reproduce or shoot in RAW. Because、uh, if you shoot in RAW, you can select the picture style in post processing and experiment as much as you like. I've tried、uh, all of them.、Uh, I basically shoot in RAW all the time, and I've been through and taken a look at all of the picture styles, and I think I'm going to settle with standard.、Uh, this is, gives very pleasing results. Slightly bright、um, and a little contrasty, but it's, it gives very, very pleasing results.、Uh, but like I say, I shoot in RAW all the time, so I will probably continue to play around with this,、um, and I'll definitely download the Additional picture styles once they're available and see if they、uh, give good results as well.、Uh, another good thing is that the digital photo professional that ships with the Canon 5D, Canon EOS 5D,、uh, will also allow you to apply picture styles to older、uh, RAW files taken with older、um, Canon DSLRs. So, if you have plenty of、uh, photos from your older cameras, you can have lots of fun there playing around with the,、uh, with the settings in the digital photo professional software. Other improvements in digital photo professional,、um, moving on really from the camera now, is you can now select、uh, a rank for photographs from one, two, or three instead of the simple flag that was in the last version. This is very useful when selecting your shots after a shoot.、Uh, yesterday I took、uh, some 430 odd photographs,、uh, and whereas in the past I would do one full run through the photographs initially just to select the ones that I don't really want, I want to delete.、Um, maybe they were, they were blurred, or the subject was blurred, or they were too over or underexposed, things like that. I, what I would do is I would flag them and then go back and delete all of the ones that I'd flagged. But now I can do that run with the, the, what I would normally do the second run with to basically flag all of the shots that I like at the same time as flagging the ones that I、uh, want to delete. So, what I, what I did to explain a little further is、uh, I, I marked all of the shots that I didn't want、uh, with a one, and I then rated all of the Ones that I thought were possible winners、uh, with a two. And then when I'd finished that, I went back and just delete, selected all of the ones、uh, from the menus, deleted those, 
and then started going through the twos. Um, I then, uh, dis- what I'll do is I'll look and anything that I think is really uh, worth keeping, not keeping, but putting onto my website or things like that, adding to my stock photo list, uh, I marked that as a three and then imported that into Photoshop later to resize and save off in a few different formats, as I usually do. As the size of the images, the actual image files, has also got much larger, um, it's important, I think, to be able to do this in uh, as as fewer runs as possible, uh, just because displaying the photos is going to take a little bit longer now the, the files are larger. This actually brings me to another nice feature, a new feature with uh, this version of Digital Photo Professional, uh, and that that is the quick check tool. You know the um, the raw files are averaging on my machine. I'm the ones I take on over the weekend. They're anywhere between twelve and fifteen megabytes for each file, so it's going to take a lot longer to view these photographs. The editor, uh, the editing screen that co- that you can switch to with DPP, takes around 8 to 20 seconds or so, depending on how long the tool has been started up, it seems. Um, But it takes at least 8 seconds to display a raw image. And that's going to add a lot of time to your post-processing, your selection phase at least, if you have to go through and wait um, all of this time each time the shots, you know, each time you move to a new shot. So what the, what happens is the quick check tool it allows you to scroll through scroll through your shots um at either full screen or in a window or either fitting to the screen um to show the entire shot or at 50%. Uh you can do this uh with your mouse if you're using the window instead of full screen but if you're in full screen or with a window you can use the arrow keys on your keyboard. Uh, that's also very interesting and something that I really didn't like about the previous version of uh, DPP. Uh, but moving on, um, you can actually rank the shots from the quick check tool as well. Uh, and you know, the the photo becomes sharp in a really less than a second. I've, I've not noticed it take more than a second to to res in on the shot. So. I I think this is really going to be the way to check your photographs with uh, the the 5D images being so large. Some people tend to uh, want to look at their shots at 100% as well. Uh, this is something that you you know you can do on your final checks if you want to, but 50% is really plenty to see if the shot is sharp or not. If you're going to hang a relatively large uh, image on say a gallery wall or something or just on the wall then 50% is pretty much uh, what you're going to be looking at it even if you get relatively close uh, if if you're going to look at something at 100% that's pretty similar to getting your eye right up against an image so it doesn't really need to be totally sharp at 100% although it's always nice to see uh, nice to achieve so anyway 50% is probably going to be fine. Uh, what I found I did yesterday was I just uh, popped up to 100% uh, just before the final uh, jump to Photoshop just to make sure that everything was relatively sharp. So having sung the 5D's praises for uh, quite some time now, this is going to be a very long podcast, 
um, I should talk about the demerits or at least things that I consider not to be quite so good. Uh, if you're on, uh, you're, you're like on a borderline position where you're you're wondering whether or not to buy this camera. You you might want to take uh, these things into consideration before taking the plunge. But the first thing, and this is really again getting back to the subject of uh, this being a full size sensor. Uh, if you've come from a previous Canon or Nikon uh, DSLR with a say a 1.5 or 1.6 focal length multiplier, then you're not going to get as close to your subjects with your telephoto lens or your macro uh, lens. It really does go without saying, but having used my 100 to 400 millimeter lens uh, with a 1.6 focal length multiplier for the last few years, I've kind of got it u- gotten used to it being a 160 to 640 millimeter lens. Uh, with macro shots too, the subject is all of a sudden one third smaller in my finder uh, at the same distance. Uh, you know, I knew this was going to be the case and I decided that that was okay, so I should not really be calling this a demerit, but it, it is kind of a little disappointing. Um, if you're coming from a DLS, DSLR background especially, If, however, you are coming from a 35mm film background, uh, then being able to use the 5D with exactly the same lenses at exactly the same focal length will make the transition painless. This, uh, too, really should be a neutral thing, not a demerit, but the shutter button has become a lot easier to press. Uh, It is good. It is going to help to reduce camera shake, uh, introduced from your finger when you press the shutter but I found that about four times or so yesterday afternoon that I actually took the shot while I was um, meaning only really to half press the shutter this is something that happens a lot when changing cameras though and it's not going to be a problem uh, I should also mention here again uh, under the demerits uh, that the new picture style feature can render your shots in a very loud and gaudy fashion I really don't like what the landscape mode does to the shots. It, you know, there are a lot of, if there are a lot of bright colours in the shot, it can blow out the colours, uh, just like a get a red blotch on the on the shot rather than uh, the the real colour that you saw. Uh, I would imagine that yellows or or blues against other contrasty backgrounds, any bright colour is probably going to blow out that way. So if you do intend to shoot in JPEG. Uh, then make sure that you you're very careful when using this uh, the landscape for particularly. I found that shooting standard, as I said earlier, is probably the best uh, for me at the moment. Uh, you know, but you'll need to experiment with this uh, before uh, really taking shots in a in a position in a situation where you wouldn't be able to go back and take the shot again. I I suggest that even though it does. Con- create larger files shooting in raw until you get used to this is probably the better uh, option i i would recommend shooting raw pretty much in all occasions anyway but that's probably a, a whole different podcast right there one other thing that you'll need to consider and again this is obvious it's not really a demerit uh, but you are probably going to need to stock up on compact flash memory as the images are much larger than uh, the the earlier DSLRs you 
may also consider, if you don't already have one, a portable storage unit uh, so that you can back up your images while you're away from home for more than a day or so. You know, having used the 5D for just a few days, I'm finding that I get around 84 raw shots to one gigabyte to a one gigabyte card. Uh, just yesterday afternoon, like I said, I took around 430 odd shots, and I actually used uh, two two gigabyte cards, one one gigabyte card, and almost filled a 512 uh, megabyte card as well. Uh, I I don't know if Canon are going to be doing this in other countries, but they're running a campaign here in Japan where if you buy a lens after the release of the 5D and up to the end of this year, you'll be given a 1 gigabyte uh, compact flash card for free. Uh, if you buy an L lens, uh, then you'll receive two 1 gigabyte cards. Uh, I, I actually bought the uh, EF24 to 105mm F4 L IS USM lens. Uh, which was released at the same time as the 5D. And so I'll receive uh, the two one gigabyte cards, and I can tell you they're, they're going to come in handy. Uh, so that actually uh, leads me on. Um, I'm pretty much finished with the 5D review now. Um, finally, this is I'm currently at about 29 minutes here. Uh, but this will lead me on to a quick word on the 24 to 105 millimeter lens. Uh, before I wrap up for this week. Uh, this lens is said to be the best match for the 5D, and having used the 5D with both the uh, the 28 to 135 IS USM lens and the new 24 to 105 lens, I can say that the image quality from the latter is definitely much, much better. Now, it goes without saying that the lenses are in different classes, but... I can assure you that the 24 to 105 millimeter lens creates a very sharp uh, image with a very nice bucket. Uh, the the word bokeh actually is a Japanese word meaning the um, the blurred parts of the image between yeah you know, behind and in the background and the foreground that are blurred. But um, I've heard this word used quite a lot in photographic circles over the last few years. Uh, so I think I'm going to start using it myself. Uh, one of the reasons why the bokeh on the uh, one, uh, 24 to 105mm lens is so nice is that it apparently has a true circular aperture. Uh, there are no angles. Uh, some lenses have like, um, you know, they, they have a number of leaves creating uh, hexagons or things like that, you know, and this basically has, um, it's a, a totally round uh, aperture hole so it it produces a much nicer uh, bokeh effect so actually the second and third uh, image that I've attached to this podcast which are number 705 and 707 respectively were taken with the 24 to 105 millimeter lens so you can take a look at those in iTunes or on my website uh, Incidentally, the fourth and fifth shots, which are uh, numbers 708 and 709, were taken with a Lens Baby uh, version 2 at f4 and f5.6, uh, respectively. I'm not going to go into this today, uh, but Lens Babies uh, really are amazing fun, uh, and version 2 is now much sharper than the first version, 
and also offers uh, an F2 aperture. All of the photos attached to today's podcast or linked to episode 5 on the podcast page at martinbaileyphotography.com were taken with the 5D. Uh, Also note that you can search on any lens or body or any equipment um, used to take any of the shots in my gallery by clicking on the search link from the top toolbar uh, and then clicking on the link to the equipment uh, in the list. There, you'll also note that if you move to other parts of the site, such as the portfolio gallery or the forum, uh, the search link will take you to a different page. So you need to be in the main gallery um, to get to this equipment uh, list. But you, it might help to, to get an idea of the sort of shots that you can get with uh, the equipment, at least the equipment that I own. Uh, anyway, uh, you can look at the five Uh, D photos for yourself either in iTunes or on my website remember to decrease the photo to actual size uh, by clicking the center button on the image viewers uh, toolbar in iTunes Uh, if it looks a little grainy that is uh, iTunes will often try to uh, make the shot pretty much fill your screen by default until you toggle back to the actual size I'm not going to go into detail about any of these shots today as uh, none of them were really technically difficult. Um, They're really just to give you an idea of what the 5D can do. I've really by no means taken the camera to any extremes uh, yet. It was an afternoon in a local park doing one of the things that I like to do, which is shooting flowers and get some macro shots. Uh, But there there really is nothing... uh, particularly difficult about what I did. Uh, the, the lens baby shots are a little wacky though. So anyway, I'm sure I'll think of more stuff to say on the 5D after I've published this podcast, but it's after 1am on uh, Monday night uh, here in Tokyo, and I, I'm getting pretty tired, so I think I'm going to wrap this up now. Uh, the bottom line uh, on the 5D is, you know, if you asked me would I recommend this camera to somebody, the answer is yes, absolutely. Um, it's not cheap, so please do read other reviews and compare specs with other contenders, things like that, uh, before you make a choice uh, whether or not you're going to buy this. If you can get the money together and you can warrant the purchase, then go for it. It's it's really a, an excellent camera, and I'm sure you will not regret it. Of course, if you do regret it, I really don't want to know. Um, you know, please don't mail me saying I, I recommended or you recommended the 5D, but you hate it. Uh, you know, it's really what I've said today is my personal opinion and nothing more. Take it as it is. Um, anyway, I, I do want to hear from you if you've got any other thing, uh, any other things to say, any feedback, comments. Uh, you know, it, what you'd like me to do, what you'd like me to stop doing. Uh, anything is great. If you go to the contact us page which is linked from the contact us section on my top page at martinbaileyphotography.com or it's also linked to the podcast page you get a form there that you can you can write in a few words and and drop me a line i really enjoy hearing from you Uh, a number of people mail me each week and it's it's always very very nice Uh, also you can add your comments uh, to the forum if you fill out the uh, the enrollment it takes just a few minutes obviously it doesn't cost anything and you can also direct mail me from the forum as well uh, but I will very much uh, like to hear from you and 
Sorry, this has been such a, a long podcast. It's probably going to be over th- around 37 minutes by the time it goes out. Um, and there'll be extra size this week because I'm going to attach, I think, nine or ten images. Uh, so thanks for sticking with the download. And I'll speak to you again next week. Uh, have a good week. Thank you and bye-bye. This has been a Martin Bailey Photography Podcast.